With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the TV Line Podcast. I'm Michael Osiello. Today, I am with... I don't like to play favorites in this industry, but I'm with two of my favorites, Matt Zucri, Emily Van Camp, who are in the new medical show, The Resident, which is premiering behind some big football game, I think the NFC Championship or something, on January 21st. Welcome. Yes. Thanks hey, for having us. You're one of my favorites. So, yeah, we love uh, you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, have you guys, did you know each other before Weirdly, when we met on the pilot... We were trying. I was trying to go back in my head because we've sort of came up at the same time, on the same networks. But I think I was on ABC when you were on the WB. I don't know. We were trying to figure it out because I cannot believe that in like these fifteen years we'd never met. And there felt like some connection between Everwood and Gilmore Girls yeah, yeah, in some yeah. way. But no, we hadn't met. But we both had that same feeling of like, ah, did we meet? Did we? You know. Yeah. And also, I've been following her work for so long and same. love her work. So that was a big piece of that as well. Yeah, but it's just strange that we never actually did meet. But. And I remember when I heard the casting, well, when I broke the casting of, yeah. of you guys being on the on the show, I was like, God, it's so perfect. I felt the same way. It's like, I felt like you guys were on a show together almost. Like, yeah. because I know, it does, did feel like that. It did that. feel yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but you were familiar with each other's work. Of course, yeah, um, for years. Yeah, very um, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was great to finally meet, and I think that that sort of knowing of each other kind of helped us just sort of jump right into it and, and kind of um, create this relationship between these characters as well because it felt very natural and very easy from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, you know... You get asked the chemistry question kind of a lot, but I think that for me, it's just about having that that trust and that safety and that feeling comfortable with the other person and the collaboration. And, you know, we've had that from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, we went out to dinner with Bruce yeah. uh, kind of right away on the pilot. And um, so I think that that in terms of for us has been so enjoyable mm -hmm. in terms of working together and knowing that I have her best interest. She has my best interest and we have the the work is at the heart of what we're trying to do mm -hmm. so I think for us as people and actors that is what's been so special of working with her and the the chemistry aspect comes from that as a byproduct of that being comfortable and, and really having the same intentions yeah, and same being goals. able to fail in the same you know when you have that kind of um that comfort level, then you're able to just sort of like naturally let whatever's on the page happen. And um, and like you, you said, we've had that since the beginning. Um, and that's not always the case. You have to work really hard for chemistry sometimes. But I think with Matt, you know, I think we have a lot of mutual respect for one another. We have a very similar work ethic. Um, we both take the work very seriously, sometimes too seriously, I think. <laughs> We're both like, you know, whipping ourselves all the time after every performance, you know. Um, but in that same light, we also try to remind each other to be kind to ourselves. And, you know, there, there's just a really healthy sort of collaboration going on there, I think, with the whole cast. But, you know, we have a lot of more intimate stuff to do. So it's just nice when you're safe. And, and, and we had that from the beginning. Yeah. You both were coming off of high profile drama series on competing TV. dramas. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys are probably like, who's this show? Right? Get 
get out of here. <laughs> now we're in it together. Now we're in it together. And and part of me, when I first heard you were going to be on the show, is like, hmm, a medical procedural on network television. And my first reaction was, I wanted more for the two of you initially. Mm-hmm. And then after having watched it, I I get it. It's not. It doesn't feel like a traditional medical show. It's dark, um, and I love the darkness of it. Yeah. What did you have any trepidation about doing a medical procedural? And what was it about this show that you were like, it's, this is different. This I can sign on for this for seven years. I mean, the decision to do this was agonizing. I'm not going to lie. I there's so many. We both connected. We both with talked about that. Sort of too. like what have yeah. we gotten ourselves into? I I don't think either of us were thinking about doing anything. You know, medical procedural. You know, anything along those lines. Especially coming off of you know what we were both doing um, before, but. For me, it was, you know, one, I, I was just really excited to get back to work, but I wasn't reading anything that I liked at all um, last pilot season. This came along through Philip Noyce, who directed the pilot of Revenge. And he's just said, have a look at this and see, like, you know, we want to we want to make this like if you want to do this, we'll kind of shape things, you know, change things a bit because Nick was not initially um, as, as central of a figure in the show. Um and I read it and, and sort of expected not to want to do it. And um, and I was just really moved by it. I was really moved by what it represented. And, you know, we're in a really tough political climate right now. I think we're all very, many of us are frustrated. And um, I kind of just liked the idea of having a voice um, using this kind of show as a vehicle to expose something that's incredibly corrupt and very timely. Um, it just made sense to me in that, in that respect. So I, I looked at it again and reread it and then, um, and then, you know, obviously I had the luxury of knowing who had signed on as well. And that was a huge draw for me. You know, Bruce and Matt and Manish had all already signed on. Um, you were close to signing on. Um, and it just, that was, I was like, you know, no show is perfect, but when you get the right ingredients, you know what I mean? You can make it something very special. And this felt like the right thing to do, you know. And then you heard it was shooting in Atlanta, and that just clinched it. Atlanta, but always very, uh, yeah, that's the, the deal, man. No. We'll get to that in a yeah, second. Sorry. Um, uh, that was a long-winded answer. No, 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 it's an important answer, you know, the, the process of how we got involved with it. Uh, you know, for me, when I read the pilot, the first scene uh, of the pilot really drew me in, and it felt different. So immediately I felt like, okay, this is a different window into these stories that are beloved. So So I felt that from the first page. And then as I went through it, I found I had these very personal connections with whether it be my family members or extended family members or friends who have experienced these things in hospitals or life and death and health. And so I thought if I have all these personal connections, then everybody who I know is going to be able to connect to these stories. I think that's why the genre itself is so beloved because there are so many connections and there's so many stories to be told because from everybody from all walks of life because we all deal with loved ones who have passed or we all deal with um, the life and the death aspect. So for me, I was immediately drawn in from the beginning and then as I continued to read, um, I found myself personally connected to it Mm -hmm. and I thought as a storyteller, well, if I'm connected to it in that way, then hopefully I can connect to a larger audience in that way. When you both signed on, did you know Atlanta was going to be it, or was there a Mm -hmm. possibility that it could be L.A.? We did, and we we talked about that as well, and I had just been in New York for seven years and had lived prior to that in L.A., and, you know— 
these choices are incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. And I know Emily and I feel the same way. We're very similar that every single decision is, is very important to us because the work is so important to us. And because this is a huge component of our lives, we know that once we step into it, we're going to give it everything we possibly can. So we know how much this is going to take. So the moving aspect was a real struggle. I know mm-hmm. for for me, especially having just been in New York, but again, I kept coming back to, I love this character. I love these stories. Uh, Bruce was signed on at the mm-hmm. time, and I was actually watching um, his work on O.J. Simpson, that, and I had said, oh, man, I love Bruce Greenwood, and I love mm-hmm. his work, and the, I was watching episode five, and the script came, and he was attached to it. So there was too many things that said that this is what I do. This I is my life. This is what we. Yeah, it was. It almost felt like too important of a story. To, you know, it. it you um, had to do it. You, you know? had to do it. I mean, Manish just had a baby. You know, um, he had the baby while we were shooting the resident. Um, and All of these lives that this show is destroyed. And, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I have to say, there is something to be said for as as difficult as it can be um, at times. There's something to be said for, you know, showing up in a new city all together. Um, you know, it, it bonds us. You know, I think it, it bonded us in a way that maybe we wouldn't have felt in LA um, with our separate lives. You know, Definitely. we all sort of like had to sort of take care of each other, and and you know, we spend time together that we might not. Of if we were in LA and definitely um, I think it helped sort of with all the chemistry and you know we're, we feel like we're in something together you know and you feel like you're kind of going off to do something that's all about the work yes you know because you've packed up your bags you've moved there you've had to make those sacrifices and you're making that sacrifice for these stories and these characters mm-hmm. and the work so you really feel like okay I'm here for this and then like you mentioned the kind of collaboration and that the unity that happens because of mm-hmm. it those are all positive things that that we experienced you know when you have no distractions I mean all I have to do is go home and learn lines with my dog you know what I mean like I don't there's not much of a social life and um and so it allows you to really focus on the work which I think is um is great and you know it's it's so that's I think a positive <laughs> Absolutely. Think think on the positive side. One quick note here: your your rings oh, keep sorry, banging sorry. on the table. It's okay. It's just yes. that I know yeah. on the podcast got it's it. going to come out really yes. well. Yes, got it. Um, so when I talked about the characters, Conrad is a dick, a total <laughs> a total dick. There's no getting around <laughs> yes, it. Around he it. Is. I loved that he was such a dick too because. That's also not something that you see a lot of in broadcast television. You know, everybody's got to be a hero or, and right. even if they are a dick, they are, you know, and, and there are heroic parts of him, but he's kind of, you know, he just, he's, he's a dick. And how did you view him when you read him on the page? You know, I think that I love his moxie and his strength and his willingness to stand up to the system. And I love how he fights for his patience. So kind of that's the way that I saw him. I love that confidence and that strength and his sense of purpose. Uh, I really like that aspect about him. And in terms of the dick aspect, you know, if you talk about maybe the relationship between um, Devin and Conrad, you know, in terms of Conrad's intention – 
he's trying to put Devin in a crisis mode all the time because when patients come through the door, you don't know what you're going to get, life and death. So these issues, uh, you know, Conrad demands perfectionism because we're literally talking about life and death. So I hope that over the course of the series, you know, I didn't shy away from that piece of who this character is, but I did try to come at it from a perspective of these situations are life and death, and it's my responsibility to teach in that specific case um, the Devon character of the right way to be amid chaos. And I think over the course of the series, we see uh, the cracks in Conrad's armor and his vulnerability that he's not, uh, how does he compartmentalize these things? How does he communicate these things? So we see the layers kind of unravel over the course of the season, which I also like that you didn't see everything all at once. And I always like the aspect of somebody saying, I'm not quite sure if I liked that guy, but then I really liked him. And then I didn't like him, and then I did like him, those layers. So uh, those were all pieces that drew me to who he was. And Emily, Nick, at least in the first two episodes, there were a couple instances where it seemed like she was the one, like he'd do something that was controversial and she'd be like are you sure you want to do that or mm-hmm. you shouldn't do it she's sort of like the moral compass or the I, th- I think so she is very much uh, very much a moral compass within the hospital I mean she's been there the longest she's sort of um, it's, it's all very personal to her um, her mother died through medical error when she was very very young and that's why she ended up going into this field um, and I just love her intention I love her integrity um, I love her fearlessness. I was really drawn to that in terms of, you know, when I was speaking with Amy about who she is, you know, she, you know, as a nurse, um, you're sort of at the bottom of the totem pole. And, you know, the fact that she's willing to put herself out there so much for her patients, regardless of the outcome, regardless of how it impacts her life, is so incredibly selfless. And um, that's sort of what nurses do, you know. I People keep saying, oh, why, why didn't you want to play a doctor? Wouldn't you have wanted to do that? And, and, it, and it's almost insulting because they... I mean, nurses are so underappreciated. And in doing my research for this show, I'm absolutely floored by what they go through on a day-to-day basis. It's such a noble profession, um, and it's such a difficult profession. And, you know, nurses are the ones that are really connecting with the patients. They're the ones that are sort of on the front lines, you know, taking care of each of these patients on a personal level. Um, and and so for me, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to champion for all the nurses out there and to be able to say thank you, you know. Um, you're not always seen, but you know we see you, and I see them, and um, and to be able to tell their stories, and and specifically with Nick, she's sort of inspired by a real life uh, nurse who was a whistleblower to this uh, cancer doctor who was wrongfully diagnosing um, uh, his patients, who's now in jail. Um, but you know she was willing to put everything on the line for her career, and and Nick's is sort of in the same position, and and I just find that to be incredibly powerful, and. Um, and, you know, I couldn't do it. So um, so I just, I have a lot of respect for all the nurses and doctors out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the tattoos, Matt. Yes. You, those are not your tattoos. No. I, I don't remember ever seeing those tattoos. He not has to spend the same and... amount of time in makeup as me because of those <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Uh, the tattoos were always part of the plan from the get-go? Yeah, that was on the page. The specifics of the tattoos were something that um, myself and Amy and Philip Noyce, the director, all came up with together, the specifics of them, but they were always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys enter the show, you're in 
you're you're connected. You're mm-hmm. in a sort of relationship, or you have a history of a there's relationship. There's a history. We really mm-hmm. wanted to establish the history, the fact that there's obviously this like sexual thing between the two of them, which you see in the pilot. But as the show unfolds, I think you start to see that it's a much deeper connection. There's a there's a deep love and understanding there that, but they can't quite get it together. They can't quite get on the same page to make that thing happen. But you know that happens all the time in relationships. I think um, they they care about each other deeply and and you know have um they they have an understanding that no one else could possibly have yeah and the connection of this this genre the medical genre you know you have these doctors and nurses who are experiencing things these these shared experiences that are again these life and death experiences so you compartmentalize those things and if you were to try to express that to the outside world and the research i was doing Mm -hmm. doctors have a difficult time relating to others in the outside world just because of these these heavy things they're experiencing and in this case with this relationship uh conrad and nick connect because they have those heavy shared experiences and on the conrad side it's oftentimes difficult for him to express those things and if he could express them the only person he could do that to would be would be nick so it's layered as well through what their experiences are on the show mm-hmm. there's a scene in the second episode at the bar where you guys dance and in that moment i i felt like this couple, you guys have been together for a while. Like, I got the oh, sense good. of the history. Because sometimes that stuff can feel false. Yeah, you know, it's we like... really worked on that. I mean, I think we said, like, we didn't want this to just be some superficial relationship, you know. Like, sometimes it can be like that on some of these shows, you know. And and the, the you know, connections aren't as important as, you know, whatever the procedural aspects are or this or that. But I think, like, you know, in my opinion, the, the stuff between these characters, you know, all of the characters – is the most important stuff. The other stuff is just story, you know. Um, so we tried from the get-go, um, I remember even on the pilot, just trying to establish, you know, that there's more to it and that there's layers to this relationship and that their connection, that you know, is real and not just some, like, fabricated TV chemistry, you know. And I think, I think, I hope we managed to do that. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, and we'd kind of talked about also that it, wouldn't it be interesting when they're not together, what you see them, mm-hmm. how you see them, and in their professional lives when they have this connection, but they're also a great team professionally, even mm-hmm. though they're not together and trying to work things out, a very kind of adult way mm-hmm. at, at looking at this relationship and other relationships that come into play throughout the course of the series. That was something we really tried to Yeah, we establish. just wanted to play against the drama and the, you know, the soapy aspects of, you know, this love triangle that ends up, you know, happening and this and that and, 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 you know, focus a lot on, you know, how it would actually be within this, you know, world and, um, and that's just easy to work with, you know, I think we just got each other and on that level. So there wasn't a lot we really had to do. We just had to kind of get there and, you know, say the words and, and I mean, it all sort of exists in there, but we talk a lot about, I mean, we'll, text and call each other if we feel like something's not right and you know if we feel like a scene should be played a certain way or if we need to change stuff you know we have a really open dialogue about you know I think we're we're very we're always on the same page pretty much as to what we want to achieve and and so we put the time in to get it and that collaboration is is so important Yeah. yeah So there's is there a love triangle that you said that's gonna? There's start? another guy that's gonna come in. Who, but we'll who, see. Who is, Do you he? Not, is he in episode two? No, he's, he's not. Two. Three. 
Three. Okay. Yes, he's a surgeon. Sorry, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my character's um, in internal medicine, so that, that, was, that was what that shot was. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, so Warren Christie, we were just talking about him. He was a lovely addition, wonderful actor, really great guy, fellow Canadian. Um, but he, he sort of, I mean, it. I guess you could say it's a bit of a love triangle, but it's, 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 um, it doesn't, uh, is it? Sort of. He sort of wants to kind of go after Nick at a certain point, which creates a little bit of tension between you guys. Yeah. But it doesn't really, like, turn into a full-blown, you know, right? Hopefully it's something know. that is a little bit different. I think the the structure is a, a love triangle. The character is a, a friend of Conrad's from um, his days in Afghanistan. So we get a peek into Conrad in terms of who he was during that period of time through um, Warren's character. Mm -hmm. And then there is a love triangle kind of structure. But again, we tried to make it in terms of a way of um, the different layers and it being adult if this were to happen. And also in terms of, okay, if, if Conrad and Jude is the character's name, if, if they're friends and this were to happen and, and Nick and Conrad really aren't together, how would that all mm -hmm. be a little bit messy but also play out in a way that was very adult and they're all working together and they all need each mm -hmm. other so I think the structure of it is a love triangle yeah. but done in a different way hopefully mm -hmm. um, is Rory carrying Logan's baby <laughs> <laughs> You're never gonna escape it. Uh, never. never. I, uh, How many times were you asked that today? Listen, old. you, 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 Amy said that you were gonna get the last four words out of out of her. Yeah. Right. You said it was, she was gonna be on her deathbed. Right. You'd be over her. Like, yes. what are the last four words? You got the last four words. What I got more? the last four what words. What more do you want? Not Mike? in advance, though. I got the last four <laughs> words when I saw them on screen, which I guess yeah. is the best possible way. Cause, yeah. Um. Do you know though? I do know. You do know. I do know. But you know, if it were to come back, I don't have haven't talked to anybody about that. They may change that. Uh, so you know, I, I've kind of just been like, if Amy wants to say it or Dan wants to say it, they're the creators of the show. I'm not going to say it because they they may change their minds. Mm -hmm. But uh, and maybe they they lied to me with what they said. I don't know. But uh, I do know maybe what they, they told me. Maybe they want to put it out there. Yeah. They're trying to plant they're, some... they're, maybe they're trying to twist something yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't I uh, be tricked. I do know, but I have not said anything, and, um, you know, uh, that's for Amy to say. And Emily, revival's all the rage. I selfishly want to never would revival. <laughs> I feel like that would. I feel like it's time to check back in with those characters. Do you? Um, any interest? Like, revenge, I can't, I can't see a revenge revival. No, I can man. see an Everwood revival, though. Um... Come on, awesome. you can, can't you? The, of course. My dad still says to me, I'm going to write the Everwood movie. He's like, his <laughs> favorite thing. He loved that show so much. Nice. Um, listen, I've heard whispers, but, um, you know, there's no, there's nothing set in stone. So, I mean, listen, it was a beautiful time in my life. Um, and I still am friends with all those guys and love them all so much. So if it were to happen, it, there's, you know, a big possibility that I would do it. But I... You know, I don't know what the plan is, so we'll see, you know. But I, I, I still to this day have a lot of fans that, that still hold it very close to their hearts. So um, so we'll see. Thanks, guys, for coming. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks thank you. for listening to us ramble. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.